and good morning. Welcome in ESPN 105.9 The Zone, the Out of Bounds Show. Brought to you by the seven Miskelly Sleep Stores in the state of Mississippi in the Purple Mattress at the any of the seven Miskelly Sleep Store locations. We're streaming live on thezone1059.com in the Out of Bounds radio app. We're excited to have on the uh, Hale State football coach, Zach Arnett, joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. And, Coach, uh, the Super Bowl is this Sunday. And as the head coach of MSU, how excited are you to see a bunch of former players on both the uh, Chiefs and the Eagles get after it on the uh, national stage in the Super Bowl this Sunday? Yeah, first and foremost, good morning. Thanks for having me on. It's always good to get on and talk a little Bulldog football. Uh, Yeah, just like you mentioned, obviously, to see four Bulldogs playing in the Super Bowl, and we're not just talking participants. We're talking guys who are game wreckers, you know. I mean, in many ways, when you look at their stat lines at the end of the game, it's going to tell you a lot on probably on who won or lost without even having to look at the score. Uh, Two two of the most dominant defensive linemen in, in all of the league. Uh, Chris Jones, Fletcher Cox, Darius Slay, Willie Gay. I'm still, I'm still sick to my stomach that I didn't get a chance to coach Willie Gay for one year. You know, he had one more year eligibility when I got here as the D coordinator, and he obviously made the right decision. But my goodness, that'd have been fun to. I would have probably blitzed him every single play. I hate to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and and how cool is it that that Fletcher Cox and Chris Jones. Uh, Zach, they'll be going for for Super Bowl ring number two. Uh, that's pretty cool too. Oh heck yeah! I, I, I mean, obviously, uh, the percentage of guys who can ever say they even participate in Super Bowl and then won a ring is that's probably one percent of all guys who ever play at the highest level of the game. And then when you start talking about multiple Super Bowls, uh, that that's something really special. And obviously, there's no better there's no better feeling at the end of the year and be able to call yourself a champion. And those guys are doing it on the, the highest stage in, in, in the entire world in this sport. And uh, we'll be rooting them on. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I know you've been going like 18 hours a day and, and all the different things that you've had to do. Um, and I know you guys will probably take a, a couple hours off and, and watch the game. Does Zach Arnett cook anything on Super Bowl Sunday or do you leave that to other people? And you're just uh, partaking in the game. How does that work, Coach? You know, I, I, I feel like I've made the mistake in the past. Hey, got to go do the big Super Bowl party, you know, whether it be a big barbecue or whatever. And then you, I, then you end up finding yourself, by the end of the game, you feel like you haven't even watched the game. And so I've kind of gravitated more towards pull up at the house with the family, uh, whether it's getting takeout pizzas or just doing something on the grill myself at home. But I feel I've, I've started to enjoy the Super Bowl a whole lot more isolated at home on a recliner, watching, actually watching the game, and then obviously you do all the commercial stuff in between. Me too. I'm the same way now, uh, and, and I agree with you on that. Sometimes when you're at a party, you can't quite uh, soak it all up. Zach Arnett on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Zach, let's talk about your offensive coordinator, Kevin Barbet. As you were going through the prop uh, process, what made Kevin Barbet the guy to lead and run your offense with Will Rogers? 
Well, I think there's a lot of a lot of answers to that question. So I'll just give you a few. But I mean, first and foremost, you you dig into the to the stats, the analytics, who's coordinated some of the the top offenses over the last several years, both scoring efficiency, because at the end of the day, it's all about points in this game, right? Whoever has the most points on the scoreboard at the end is determined the winner. So you're you're constantly looking at who are the guys who put points on the board, uh, score points efficiently, the number of plays they get, who are the most explosive offenses. And the analytics will tell you that the team who who finishes with the most explosive plays, which in this analytics world is typically defined by, you know, runs of a certain yard or more and passes of a certain yardage or more. But the team who simply finishes with the most explosive plays wins 85% of the time. Now, I'm obviously a defensive guy, so I, I flip that and go to the team who gives up the fewest amount of explosive plays typically win. But, uh, and Kevin's done exactly that in his years coordinating offenses at various places. And so, uh, and he comes from a, a great tree of offensive guys who have, have put up points and won a lot of games everywhere they've been. But I think probably what was most refreshing for me in, in the interview process with him uh, was when I said, hey, what is your offensive identity? Identity. You know, schematically, what are we going to be? What do you want to be? Personnel. And his first answer was simply, "Well, I got to figure out who the first, the eleven best players are first. Uh, and that that struck a chord with me because obviously that's what we do uh, defensively. And in the tree I came up in, it was always, you know, before you even started developing what you're going to feature and major in schematically, you put your best 11, 11 guys on the on the whiteboard. And then obviously you have to have a two deep. So you end up getting your best 22 players up and then you go, okay, those are our best football players. Those are the guys you got to have on the field the most. Now, you know, what scheme best, best suits their strength. Obviously on offense, that means, Hey, who are our playmakers? How are we going to get the ball in their hand in space? Let them do what they do, maximize their abilities. And to hear that is the first answer from uh, coach Barbe was extremely refreshing because to, to humble to the ability to humble himself and say it's not about me and the plays I call necessarily it's about players and my job is to get the ball in our players hands Zach Arnett joining us on the out of bounds show in the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line spring practice right around the corner we'll talk about that in a minute and he has uh, filled out the staff uh, Kevin Barbe OC Matt Brock DC and so you know, there's been talk about running the football a little more. When you were when you're having those conversations, do you put a number or percentage on it, or you just let it organically happen in spring practice in August, Coach? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to run it maybe a little bit more in practice, just because you got to develop some schemes. Well, what what we think we're good at, whether it be inside zone, outside zone, uh, gap schemes, uh, fly sweeps, you know perimeter plays you're gonna you're gonna practice stuff a little bit more when you actually talk about getting in the game you do whatever it takes to win the football game and so uh depending on the flow of the game if we're playing good defense and you're scoring a lot of points well then you can shorten the game towards the end and, and run some more clock usually usually teams end up with a few more runs on on the final stat sheet at the end of that game if you, you're giving up a whole bunch of points and you got to score a bunch of points in a hurry you throw it a whole bunch you're going to do what you can. You're going to do whatever it takes to win the football game and get the ball to your best players. Obviously, right? We got a quarterback who has proven he knows how to get spread the ball around the field and throw it in the tight open windows and get it to open guys. And so, obviously, 
you know, we're going to rely on his right arm heavily. But we got really good. We got some really good tailbacks too, and you know, we want to feature those guys' strengths as well. Anytime, anytime you can do both effectively and efficiently, it opens up opportunities for explosive plays in the other. Let's go to the uh, defensive side of the football. It, it didn't look like you hesitated at all to identify and tap Matt Brock as your defensive coordinator. Uh, we eventually learned that he called the plays in your bowl game. Uh, and, of course, the defense played really well that day against Illinois and Tampa. Uh, you had coached with Matt Brock the last three years, you as the D.C. Uh, what did you see in Coach Brock that made you say, hey, that's the guy that I want to lead my defense? Yeah, and you just need to hear from me. I mean, you could you could reach out to anyone who's ever worked with Matt Brock. I mean, uh, the guy is a he's a preparation phenom. I mean, there's he will leave no stone unturned when it comes to preparing football game and, and preparing his group. You know, he was our special teams coordinator the first two years here. I was fortunate to get him full time with defense last year. Uh, take over the linebackers. Well, I moved more into the to the back end and was able to oversee everything. And so, really, he, he's been my right-hand guy over the last three years. I don't think there's anything anything we did defensively, schematically, installation-wise that I didn't first go through go through with him, uh, you know, in a in a one-on-one meeting and get his thoughts on it. And so, yeah, to me, it was a natural transition. Obviously, uh, when the demands of the various demands of being a head coach uh, picked up right before the bowl game. I just made a decision that, hey, I'm not going to do a good enough job preparing for just the football side of it, coordinating the defense. And I know Matt Matt is more than capable of it. And he obviously uh, took advantage of that opportunity. And we probably played one of our best games of the year in that game. And I like what we do defensively. I knew I wasn't going to change that. And he seemed to be the best guy to uh, to continue it on. And so it was an easy it was an easy choice. Zach Arnett on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. So what was it, what was the process of interviewing and hiring staff from the other side of the table, Zach, as a head coach? Yeah, I I dug a lot into, you know, I took a lot of lessons I learned from Coach Leach's interview with me. Uh, You know, and ultimately, you know, if if you can coach, you can coach, right? You might not come from the same system, right? but if you're a football coach, you're a football coach. And and the thing that I can appreciate about what Coach Leach, you know, I really picked up from him was at the end of the day, our job as coaches is to get our players to play as, with great effort, great physicality. You want a, a football team that is tough, and you want to get guys who know how to develop that in players. And then obviously – with that comes the techniques, the fundamentals, the skills that you have to develop to accomplish your schemes and the things you're trying to do. Um, but we've got great – we have great coaches here. You know, opportunities to get guys like David Turner back. We talked about we, – we let off the show talking about those D linemen in the, in the Super Bowl this weekend. You know, get, a, get Coach Turner back, a guy who has recruited and developed so many great defensive linemen who are tearing it up on the next level get him back here for his third time at Mississippi State, right? Chad Bumpus, great player here out of Tupelo, right? Done a phenomenal job everywhere he's been. Was at Utah the last couple of years. Been a back-to-back Rose Bowls. Um, came highly recommended from that offensive coordinator. 
Uh, Andy Ludwig and I were actually worked together prior, so I was able to get his insights on them too. But really to to also increase our connectedness in Mississippi and the, the recruiting footprint, you know, that 250, 300-mile radius around campus to get guys who are have recruited that footprint a long time, who have great relationships, right, who know how to get into every small town, small high school, and find the next Emmanuel Forbes, right, the next Jaden Crumity, Cam Young, all those guys who are now going to be the next big names uh, in the draft and at the next level who – the recruiting services probably didn't rate them as highly as they should have. All right, that's what Mississippi State's all about. All right, speaking of, Jonathan Davis kind of flew under the radar, D-lineman from Lawrence County. Um, y'all had been recruiting him uh, prior, you know, last year too, mm-hmm. and, and then it became a race. Uh, what do you like about what he, a, a D-lineman like that could be potentially in a year or two, Coach? You can't teach size, right? You can't teach size. So big guys who are athletic could move their feet, right, Ben, and are already strong, big physical guys. I mean, you know, sometimes this coaching thing gets way over overrated, right? It's, a, it's about players. You know, there's there's some things, all these guys we're talking about, you know, we talked about playing in the Super Bowl. They got some – the good Lord was on his A game that day when, you know, when he made those guys because they don't, they don't have many faults. They got some God-given abilities that you can't coach, and that's what that's what recruiting and evaluation is all about, right? Finding those guys because they make you a lot better coaches. So Jonathan's got a tremendous skill set, right? And as you mentioned, we've been we've been recruiting him, I believe, the longest. I'm going to give credit to Tony Hughes there. Obviously, that was his, that was his uh, area school. He knew about him all along. He had him on our radar, right? He developed a relationship with the young man with the high school, and obviously, all that stuff pays off. Uh, in the end, you mentioned a lot of schools came in late and were late to the party and tried to uh, tried to put some doubt in his mind, but there was no doubt in him or his family's mind it was the best place for him, Mississippi State. He is Zach Arnett, Hell State football coach on the Out of Bounds Show. This interview is brought to you by Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Startville, and Tupelo. All right, so, Coach, looking at spring practice, the the big game is April 15th. Uh, when do, when do y'all start spring practice? Yeah, first practice is actually March 7th. Uh, so we go Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Uh, you know, NCAA's got some rules. First two days have to be helmets only. And so we're, we're getting our two helmet practices out of the way on the 7th and the 9th. And then spring break hit. So the other guys get out for spring break. And when we come back from spring break, now we're rolling for padded practices. And then obviously that takes us up all the way to April 15th. Uh, for Super Bulldog weekend, obviously it's a great day. We're gonna have a heck of a, have a heck of a spring game that morning. Play some real football. All right, let let each side of the ball and our best players show what they can do. All right, and then uh, it's a great weekend here on campus. Obviously, got baseball that afternoon versus Ole Miss. Very excited to be there. I'll probably uh, be enjoying myself in that outfield quite a bit. You know, it's on April fifteenth, which I know at most people it's a negative day tax day and everything but we'll certainly do our best to uh forget about the irs on that particular day and then from what i understand we also have a country music concert here as well i I think it's brett eldridge playing a concert i'm i'm a little bit embarrassed to admit this but i think my wife is probably more excited for oh the country music concert and the baseball game certainly much more than the football game in the morning so (laughs) he lives 
I love it. Yes, yeah, so they're going to roll it. That's going to be pretty cool. That's never been done. Uh, you're going to have 15,000 people at Duty Noble Field, and immediately after the game, they're going to roll out a stage and and have a country music concert. I, I think it's a good play by the athletic department and the university to see to see how it goes. And maybe it will become uh, an annual thing. I like where you're going. I think you're, I think your wife's right on the baseball game and the country music concert. But I know that you're excited about uh, about spring practice and getting the players back out on the field. He is Zach Arnett on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. All right, so Zach, you mentioned um, David Turner. You went with David Turner and Will Friend, who have like a combined 30-plus years in the trenches in the SEC. How valuable is that, knowing that they've been there at Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, A&M, Mississippi State, and and they understand that this is a line of scrimmage league, Coach. Yeah, th- this is a line of scrimmage league, and despite what anyone says, the game of football at the end of the day is still a line of scrimmage game. Right? That's how that's how champions are crowned. I mean, to get two men with their their experience and their proven track record of developing physical fronts where the game. I mean, it's a man's game up there. I was sitting, I was listening on the D line meeting yesterday. I, I just love what I heard Coach Turner talking about. Hey, at the end of the day, your job as a defensive line unit is to disrupt and destroy. And I, I love simple coaching points like that. Getting guys playing fast and physical. Uh, you know, I've had the unfortunate uh, opportunity, I guess, to be on the uh, losing end of some physical battles against Coach Coach Fran. His offensive line units have. That seem to run the football pretty good against uh, the defenses. I've I've been able to coordinate against him, and so I've always respected what he's what he's accomplished. You know, Coach Fred, obviously being born here in, in West Point, Mississippi, played at Neshoba Central High School. His dad actually still coaches down at Meridian High School. Guy from Mississippi. You know, he probably believes as much as anyone in this building the quality of high school football player that is developed in this state. It comes out of the junior college system. You know, I didn't have to tell him, but we got 28 Bulldogs currently on NFL roster. 19 of those 28 either played high school football or junior college football in the state of Mississippi. And so to have a staff who believes so strongly, and first and foremost, this roster is at its best when it's built with guys from the state of Mississippi, and then it grows outward from there. Uh, and we're going to hammer the, that recruiting footprint. The state, keep the best players in the state, which is something we've been doing. We signed 12 of the top 25 Recruits in the state of Mississippi last year, four of the top ten. That's more than any other school in the country. Talking about recruiting Mississippi kids. I mean, that's what this program is built on. Those who our best players are. We build out for from there. So to get two men who are proven developers of the front and their belief that you first build it right here in the footprint, uh, it's a, a blessing for me to have them on staff. We'll leave it there. Zach Arnett on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line brought to you by Bulldog Burger. Coach, thanks for your time today, and enjoy the Super Bowl, and we'll catch up soon. Thank you very much. Hail State. Zach Arnett on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Our interview today brought to you by Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Bulldog Burger in Startville, and Bulldog Burger in in Tupelo. Zach Arnett joining us on the Out of Bounds show. Kind enough to take 
20 minutes as uh, he was running into an 8 a.m. meeting. So that was great, and we were excited to to have him. He was hammering home the guys in the Super Bowl, uh, obviously where they're from. Uh, I didn't realize the numbers were that big as far as NFL players, uh, Mississippi State players in the league, and how I did realize how many were from Mississippi. So we'll see how that goes. It's going to be a hell of a battle in 2020. Three for the, I guess, the 2024 class um, between Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and then you're going to have Bama and Georgia and LSU and all, uh, Auburn and Hugh Freeze, all the other fun ones in the state because this class is pretty darn loaded in 2024. Um, and so we'll see how it looks. But Mississippi State's put more of an emphasis on the state of Mississippi you can tell that uh, Ole Miss is pivoting that way, and there's going to be some uh, awesome battles in the state. One of them was just we just had with Jonathan Davis. Now, Mississippi State had been on him for a long time, but once Texas came in, uh, that got Ole Miss's attention, and then they got in late, and then Mississippi State was, uh, was able to prevail. Tony Hughes had been uh, – uh, it, recruiting him for six, seven, eight months, and and that eventually won out for MSU. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Blake, uh, I think, you know, Zach Arnett, he, he taps two guys in the line of scrimmage with over 30 years' experience in the SEC, uh, which I think is huge. We talked about the inexperience at OC and D.C., uh, although Barbe does have two years of play calling under his belt. Brock has been under Arnett. He, he knows what he wants. Uh, but I do think that the line of scrimmage, Will Friend on the O-line and David Turner on the D-line with well over 30 years of SEC experience. And quietly they brought back Greg Knox, who spent, was it 12 years under Tommy Tuberville at Ole Miss and Auburn? And then 9, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, I think it was 12 and 12, actually. 12 years under Dan Mullen at Mississippi State in Florida. So he brings a lot of uh, SEC experience to the table. So that's three guys, 24, 30. Yeah, it's almost 60 years worth of SEC experience between David Turner, Greg Knox, and Will Friend. We'll have Tom Luganbill coming up at 8.30. Continue to just discuss Spencer Sanders because Lugan Bill knows all about him and has called his games and so that's that's the these are the big storylines going into the offseason Zach Arnett first year head coach all right the QB race in Oxford between Sanders Jackson Dart and Walker Howard and then I think Blake made a great point about kind of what this could look like for Will Rogers. And then the spring is also going to be dominated by Ole Miss and Mississippi State baseball. Ole Miss coming off the high of the national championship. MSU coming off the low of a really, really bad season, and they need a bounce back. Hour number two coming up, Luganville, 830. 